Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group. Our guest today is Representative Cheryl Cole of House District 46, Democrat from Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show, Representative. Thank you. Glad to be here. I should say, newly elected representative, uh, you uh, had your inauguration, was the last prior week, right? Early January? Yes. How was that? Oh, it was wonderful. My boys were here. Uh, all three of them, right? <laughs> all three of yeah. them walked in uh, behind me. I, I knew they were coming, but still seeing them on the floor with suit and tie mm-hmm. <laughs> was really nice. Yeah, I should say, too, so this wasn't your first overall inauguration. You uh, had been with city council for... In the, for about nine or four or nine years, uh, the last two of those serving as mayor pro tem, is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, so you're um, just what was uh, so you're, you're familiar with election pro with elections and swearing ins and everything else, and um, just what were you say? Just what was the biggest surprise to you? Just on, on, on inauguration day, like what was the difference? I mean, you've been through generally this process before, maybe on a on local level, but was it the magnitude and the amount of people there. Um, the process is so much more formal uh-huh. <laughs> to actually be told that you have to have on a jacket and that applied to my boys. That is not city of Austin. For that sure. is definitely <laughs> not the city of Austin. And there's so many more people. I mean, there's 150 of us mm-hmm. and uh, the speaker came in with the procession and I was one of those 11 that came in with the speaker. But just the formality is mm-hmm. so much more different. Yeah. So let's get, I want to get into real quick your background to what led you uh just to the 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 texas house you know just we know your your time with the austin city council but what were you doing before that um just in terms of politics what got you what got you involved in politics well i mean you know i raised the three boys Mm -hmm. and that and i took them through the public school system and i was real active in the pta Mm -hmm. and the school administration i shared a bond campaign and just from there, I got just increasingly active in the community and trying to make sure that we had just a good Austin. Mm-hmm. And so that led me to run for city council and do that service. And a similar bug with this, with the state service. Yes, yeah, so like an evolution of things. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, let's get into the, what is where is House District, House District 46? I mean, I know we I know where it is, but for someone who's not from Austin, where would you describe the district? Broadly, in um, relation to Austin, it it begins at Seventh Street and heads north, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way to Pflugerville and then heads east to Maynard. Okay, gotcha. So pretty much all central, kind of north, north central Austin. I'm sorry, e- central well, east, east central Austin. Yeah. Um, well, all right. We'll just get into the A6 legislative session. We're in week two. Um, what? How has it been so far? We know we had an, uh, the speaker was confirmed. Uh, Speaker Bonin, and um, I know the committee assignments are still pending and everything else, but just going into it, knowing, you know, being familiar with legislature just by virtue of being in Austin, what are some of your priorities um, for this session? A public education, mm-hmm. public education, public education, which are also the speaker's priority. But the reason that is, is because the number one issue I heard on the campaign trail was affordability and property taxes and Mm -hmm. the biggest portion of the property taxes are the school taxes so if you're not talking about reforming the school formula you're not going to make a significant dent in property taxes Mm -hmm. 
And also having spent all the time at the city, I have a real concern about, um, you know, caps on municipal authority and unfunded mandates from the state. Mm -hmm. And particularly with education, I think some people would be, um, who, who haven't been in Austin a long time would be kind of shocked about that because um, even though Austin overall it's property rich, a lot of our school, you know, we have the, the whole with the whole Robin Hood deal where richer school richer school districts um, will you know based on property taxes give money to other school districts who are like less less affluent. Um, the issue in Austin being though that uh, we have schools here that you know particularly some you know in your district that aren't you know aren't well funded. And a lot of it because they, the overall pool of money the AIC has is going to other districts. And just is that something that you looked at? I mean, definitely within the, the public education um, discussion to try to tackle? Yeah, that Robin is Hood, my um, number one issue. And uh, one of the ideas that I have put forth is that we should stop looking at a district as a district, but think about the. Uh, you know, disadvantaged schools within that district mm-hmm. because it doesn't make sense for us to be sending money away from the district to the whole pool and we actually have schools that are on par and disadvantaged with other schools throughout the state. Mm-hmm. So my proposal is that we actually get a credit to our um remittance to the state for school finance based on the schools that we have that are you know economically disadvantaged mm-hmm. or otherwise disadvantaged yeah now i like that i think just um you know, i went to school on the east side so definitely i mean you see it yeah. up close um yeah so while you are one of the the newest members of the central texas delegation you cut you're coming in with a wealth of political experience and, you know overall for for the, for the delegation representing austin in particular how do you hope to leverage that that uh that savviness and just uh, <laughs> um, because i mean you know, you've, you know i gotta you, tell everybody how savvy i am i will yeah. that's what i'm here to do as well but i think just you know having been around city hall personally quite a bit um you know it, it in, in some ways local politics is almost uh harder nut to crack because you have let you know count well at least even when, you, when you're on council there were less members there was less you know the math was just tighter right here you know 150 or 149 colleagues um number multiple ways of, of bills that can track through committees um and procedures right but overall just what do you i'm just curious with your thoughts on just uh you know how you hope to kind of leverage your own your political experience broadly with uh navigating this this new sandbox i think there's two primary ways Mm -hmm. when we were in the meeting with speaker bonin and he said the number one priority is public education i said even austin Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's of course because of all the austin bashing that we have experienced because you've seen this up close when you're on council explain that to people too i mean i think uh i've joked about a few times in past shows but just as someone who's been on council through set legislative sessions, uh, can you just detail briefly what that what that is for people? Well, that that term generally refers to um, ordinances or policies that the city of Austin has passed that are reversed at the state level, mm-hmm. or that we have to come to the state and defend. Mm-hmm. And many, most of the time, we lose that. And so this, I mean, and. We a lot of times know that's coming, like with um, 
the tree ordinance was something that you know was real important to Austin, and it got overturned at the legislative level. Uh, as soon as paid sick leave passed the city council, there were uh, legislators attacking that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we talk about when we mean when we talk about Austin bashing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and speaking of just uh, you know the the central Texas delegation overall has gotten got bluer this last cycle in some areas traditionally where it was was red. I mean, really in areas that represent Hayes County, just south of Austin. And Travis County, and then in North and Williamson County, and with those seats picked up, you know, you, you've been involved in local politics for a number of years, and as that the, those local politics feeds into these seats, where do you see that trend going? Um, you know, through this cycle, but early into 2020, right? Those seats that were, I thought, solidly, uh, um, you know, Republican, are you know shifting shifting blue. Um, just where do you see that? Do you see any bigger trends there um, for you know the overall? Um, it's the delegation going forward in that? Well, I think a lot of the national politics mm-hmm. are driving the state politics. Yeah, just a tad. Just a tad. <laughs> just a tad. And then on top of that, last session, we saw a lot of more mimicking of national politics in a, you know, like hate-based way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the country overall is in favor of that and that was a reflection of the votes this time Mm -hmm. and it's also a reflection of just the whole attitude now has been more uh congenial and i think the that is a result of the change in the elections gotcha just from what you've seen this last two weeks congeniality um given you know the democrats picked up a a good amount of seats in the in the house they're still not a majority but they picked up a respectable number of seats do you have you seen have you seen just I me? Mean, how's has the interaction been with your colleagues across the aisle that you've dealt with so far? Oh, it's great. Right. I mean, but I mean, of course, this is my first year, so I don't know exactly what it would have been like in contentious uh-huh. um, sessions. But I doubt that we would be taking up public education as the central issue had we not won those seats. Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, and just in closing, too, what are for Austinites who are looking to get more involved with at the Capitol and just in, with your office, your constituents, what's the best way to, to work to interact with your office? I mean, your information, your office information, we'll put that in the show notes. is available, um, but just is it you know going to committee committees and what's, oh, what all do you of say? that? And that you know that is that is all posted. Of course, we don't know which committees I'll be assigned to mm-hmm. yet, but once that's done, that'll be well publicized. But I mean, any issue if your issue is. Um, you know, health and human services or uh, criminal justice. I mean, there are committees designed for that. And then you also can follow the bills before they hit the floor. And a lot of groups come up and demonstrate. And mm-hmm. uh, But the actual testimony is taken in uh, the committees. Got you. But, but folks, for example, had have an interest in the bill, um, whether it's on your committee or not, but just wanted, wanting to exactly. make sure that you voice your opinion, reach out to your office, letting your staff know their concerns will be the best kind of the best of course exactly okay great we'll put that your information in the show notes well, representative thank you for your time we our guest today again was representative cheryl cole house district 46 democrat from austin texas thank you for your time thank you good to see you thank you for listening to today's bg podcast you can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and itunes and google play Subscribe to stay current on future posts.